0: The 124th QuackCast, A Review of Supplements, Complementary and Alternative Medicine Scams. This one's called Survey Says. Surveys are a popular way to get a paper published. If you put the search term Complementary Alternative Medicine Survey into the PubMeds, you get at least 2,353 hits. I have trouble coming up with a hundred groups about whom I could be interested in their use of scams, but I tend to be a lumper rather than a splitter. But if you want to know about scam use in chronic pain patients in one Singapore hospital, the information is available. I am a survey magnet, and a remarkable number of people send me dread tree and electronic surveys, which I generally ignore. So people like me, who ignore surveys but support public television, are underrepresented in surveys. But evidently there is no group whose attitudes about scam are not amenable to analysis, including my medical brethren, the infectious disease doctors. So I was understandably curious when I was sent a link to Infectious Diseases Physicians' Attitudes and Practices Related to Complementary and Integrative Medicine, Results of a National Survey. The abstract makes it sound like my colleagues are a bunch of ignorant rubes who just fell off the turnip truck. Quote, ID doctors are most familiar with vinegar, vinegar? no, with vitamin and mineral supplementation, massage, acupuncture, chiropractic, yoga, and herbal medicines. ID physicians most recommended vitamin and mineral supplementation and massage, 62%. Yoga, meditation, and acupuncture were recommended by 52 45 and 46% respectively. Drug interactions, clinical research, and knowledge of CAM modalities were factors that cons- were considered a major influence. Almost 80% of respondents indicated an interest in IM, integrated medicine, versus 11% for CAM. Most respondents felt that IM modalities are useful And more than 50% believe that they could directly affect the immune system and disease processes? What the? Conclusion. ID physicians expressed a markedly greater interest for IM versus CAM. They appear to be familiar and willing to recommend some CAM-IM modalities and see a role for those in the management of certain infectious diseases data regarding clinical efficacy and safety appear to be important factors, end of quote. Or are they? Abstracts, of course, can be misleading, and the issue with many scam studies revolves around definitions as to what is a scam. It can vary from the wackaloo modalities like homeopathy and energy therapies and acupuncture to potentially reasonable ones like minerals and herbs to interventions that are not alternative at all, like a diet and exercise. The first paragraph of the article does not inspire confidence in what is to follow in the rest of the paper. Quote, In The United States of America is defined by the National Center of Complementary and Alternative Medicine. Complementary and Alternative Medicine is a group of diverse medical and health care systems, practices, and products that have not been presently considered part of conventional medicine, and integrative medicine is medicine that combines treatments from conventional medicine and CAM for which there is some high-quality evidence for safety and effectiveness. Reference 1. So I follow the reference to the NCCAM website, where they do not give that definition for integrative medicine. Evidently, they stopped using that definition several years ago, instead saying there are various definitions for integrative health care. And instead of giving general examples, they then state, the scientific evidence is limited. In many instances, a lack of reliable data makes it difficult for people to make informed decisions about using integrative health care. End of quote. I do so love it when a reference does not reflect the claim made for it. Of course, it was a couple years ago, And they just probably forgot to follow up. They're not very careful there in integrative medicine. And it does come across as a bit disingenuous. Since the appeal to popularity is perhaps the most common logical fallacy used to justify scams, a survey was done to see if three ID docs can make a tiger. So they surveyed 1,000 ID docs to quote, determine how ID practitioners in the USA view CAM and integrative medicine modalities by defining the following. One, how familiar are ID practitioners with CAM and integrative medicine modalities, and which ones do they recommend? Two, what are the perceived obstacles to the use of those modalities? And three, what are ID physicians' beliefs and attitudes towards them, and what role, if any, do they see for them in their patients? Of those 1,000, a 311 replied, I don't think I got that survey. It would have been one I probably would have filled out, but I don't remember. Now, how you phrase a question determines the answer. CAM is defined as a group of diverse medical and healthcare systems, practices, and products that are not presently considered to be part of conventional medicine. End of quote. An integrative medicine is defined as quote the practice of medicine that reaffirms the importance of the relationship between the practitioner and patient focuses on the whole person is informed by evidence and makes use of all appropriate therapeutic approaches healthcare professionals and disciplines to achieve optimal health and healing wait what That is an interesting definition for the purpose of the survey, since it is an excellent definition, not of integrative medicine, but of medicine. It is what I aspire to do as a physician and what we teach our residents in our program. However, as a marketing ploy, it is excellent, as it avoids the details as to what is being integrated. The devil is in the details, huh? Almost 80% of respondents indicated an interest in integrative medicine versus 11% for scam. With those definitions, it is no wonder there was interest in integrative medicine. I would have trouble believing there would be anybody not interested in that definition. If you are unaware of what is being integrated, i.e. fantasy, homeopathy, reiki, acupuncture, with reality-based medicine, to quote me, When you integrate cow pie with apple pie, you do not make the cow pie better. You make the apple pie worse. And the abstract suggests that ID docs, quote, appear to be familiar and willing to recommend some CAM-IM modalities and see a role for these in the management of certain infectious diseases. Although the text would suggest that it depends upon the scam, the truly whackaloon interventions are low, with eight percent in favor of homeopathy. That's appalling, and sixteen percent in favor of Reiki and its ilk. Sixteen percent. Jesus, what are my colleagues thinking? Chiropractic gets a thirty-three percent would recommend rating. I suppose they want to see more strokes in their institution. And acupuncture, a whopping forty-six percent. However, I suppose I shouldn't be surprised, given the ubiquity of chiropractic and the undeserved cachet of acupuncture. I do not know whether to be proud or saddened by those numbers. Mostly saddened. Seriously. 16% in favor of energy therapies? Ugh. But I wonder how knowledgeable these physicians truly are, since, as it is a self-assessment, they may not have a realistic Understanding of these modalities. So, would that embarrassing 8% offer hyperdilute duck liver as a treatment for the flu? I hope not. I used to think that understanding the fantasy based therapies would lead to their abandonment, that familiarity would breed contempt. There's a word I can't pronounce. Not so, yet again. The issues that influenced the use of scam were, quote, Drug interactions with botanicals and supplements, 82%, clinical research showing clear benefit, 80%, and knowledge of CAM and integrative medicine modalities, 72%. That 20% thought that clinical research was unimportant in using CAM is almost as sad as 8% recommending homeopathy. More information to suggest that knowledge of nonsense does not necessarily lead to wisdom with their application. Or it could be more Dunning-Kruger than true knowledge, given that 75% felt that CAM and IM were useful for symptom relief. 50% thought the effects were due to placebo, which is true. And you are probably aware of my simple equivalency rule. Scam effects are placebo. Placebo effects are nothing. Therefore, scams are nothing. What was really depressing was, quote, more than 50% also believe that one or more cam and integrative medicine modalities could directly affect the immune system or disease process. Mind-body modalities, oh God, botanical supplements, manipulative, aren't all scams manipulative, manipulative and body-based medicine, energy medicine, ugh, and whole medical systems, you know, like naturopathy. But then, it is hard to say exactly what was going through the minds when filling out the survey, he says, desperately wanting to give his colleagues some benefit of the doubt. Maybe they were thinking about selenium and sepsis or treating vitamin D deficiency or hell, please, I can't do it. 35 ID docs thought that I, bleh, I can't pronounce anything today. Uvedra <laughs> or homeopathy, could affect the immune system. And 24 thought the same about Reiki and therapeutic touch. I'm sorry. I can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. That is 24 to 35 too many infectious disease docs. And the madness continues. Using scan for, quote, HIV and HIV-related complications, recurrent bacterial infections, autoimmune complications, chronic Lyme disease, hepatitis B and C, acute bacterial infection, and others? 116 ID docs would treat non-existent chronic Lyme, probably by boosting their immune system with a powerful placebo of homeopathy. Or use it for acute bacterial infections? Jesus, don't you have antibiotics? Or HIV? HIV? What were they thinking? Maybe I'm missing some subtle thought process that would allow these modalities to be used since the responders say that clinical research is only important 68% of the time. Or maybe because 20% of the respondents are not board certified and 15% have an affiliation for a CAM center, perhaps the 311 who responded are not the best and the brightest in the field. (laughs) Again, I love the flexible and inclusive way SCAM providers define their field. They refer to artemisinins, an extremely effective treatment for malaria, alternative, like Taxol and aspirin. That 14% had insufficient knowledge of these medications and 6% thought them slightly beneficial. And about half thought that cranberries, effective for UTI, supports my thesis that the best read in the field of infectious diseases we're not filling out that survey. So what can you say about ID docs and scams? Given the broad response rates, depending on the scam surveyed, should I be happy or depressed with a statement like, quote, the practice of infectious diseases relies heavily on information and data. Therefore, it is not surprising that ID practitioners are data-driven in their clinical practice. The findings from this study support this as 68%, a C plus of respondents reported that data based on clinical research was the most important factor in determining treatment plan. I suppose the evident shock that other people use information and data comes as a big surprise to the authors of this paper should be expected given what they do for a living. And what part of medicine does not rely on information and data? Oh yeah, integrative medicine and CAM. This was a painful podcast, as it generated some cognitive dissonance. I tend towards strong loyalty to my various tribes and my various grand faloons, Science-based medicine, infectious disease, the Portland Trailblazers... And I had long considered that ID docs were, without a doubt, the smartest docs in the hospital and the best diagnosticians. We have to be, since infectious diseases crosses all specialties. I leave it to my listeners to decide how much exaggeration I am making and how much I think this applies to me. But let's say that false modesty is not my strong suit. But as a group, we are evidently no better than other docs when it comes to thinking about scams. I went searching the PubMed's. There are many articles on cognitive biases as they relate to diagnostic errors. There's a very good reference in the recent clinical infectious diseases. But there is little I could find about the errors we make in deciding upon a therapy. The only one that comes close is the classic observations on spiraling empiricisms. Its causes allure in perils with particular reference to antibiotic therapy, an article everyone in medicine should read and take to heart. There is nothing I can find on the PubMeds that directly addresses the errors so routinely made in the research, evaluation, and application of scams. It's sad. So the results of the survey should not come as a surprise. Most docs, even ID docs, the best and the brightest, are not given the tools to approach fantasy-based interventions that make up CAM and integrative medicine. My wife likes to sew. And she has numerous tricks of the trade that she uses when putting a piece together. I'm always amazed when she watches Sewing with Nancy at all the shortcuts and techniques that seamstresses have that allows them to make some amazing creations. She understands the subtleties that can make sewing easier. We need, as a profession, a similar collection of tips and tools for the assessment of scams, because this survey would suggest We sure as hell don't have them. And that ends the 124th QuackCast. If you're bored, go to iTunes and write me a glowing review. If you're bored, go to my website, edgy.com, and enjoy the wonderful and growing multimedia empire that I have there. But until the 125th QuackCast, I'll see you later. Bye.